Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by Culture at NL Libraries. Welcome everyone to the new episode for the Culture at NL Libraries podcast, For the Love of Books. My name is Chris Wilson and I'm the eServices Librarian for Culture at NL. I am joined today by two of our librarians, Lauren McIntyre and Rosalind Woods. Lauren works at Coatbridge Library and Rosalind is from Wishaw Library. Welcome guys. Hello there. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, I hope you've had a good day so far, and we'll hopefully we'll have a nice wee chat about what we're going to talk about, which is this episode is called For the Starters, We Have a Scottish Crime, which links in with our recently launched Great Bookish Menu Summer Reading Challenge for adults. Um, I will ask Lauren, do you, do you want to give a little bit of an overview as to what the Great Bookish Menu is all about, please? Yeah, sure. So the Great Bookish Menu is our summer reading challenge for adults, and this is the third year that we've um, we've run it. So the aim of the challenge is to read six books over the summer period, one from each of six themes um, that we change every year. So this year's themes are to read a book that's on your must-read list, read a work of historical fiction, read a book with a one-word title, read a book that's set in a made-up place, read a work of fiction that's been banned in the past, and read a work of Scottish crime fiction. Hopefully we can give you help you with that one today and give you a few few choices if you're not a crime reader already. Yeah, so we are going to focus a little bit on the crime one. Um, if you do want to sign up to the challenge, you can do so on the Culture NL website. Um, if you go to the What's On section of the What's On Library section of the website, you'll find the link there to sign up for the challenge. Uh, we really do hope you do take part, and and I hope we hope that it kind of widens your reading over the summer months so we i think we'll start off by kind of throwing in a few kind of sort of the heavyweights of scottish crime fiction um who lauren who for you are, are a couple of the kind of real heavyweights of scottish crime fiction um so i think we're really lucky in scotland like we've got so many amazing like scottish crime writers um but i think obviously you've got to start with val mcdermott haven't you queen of queen of crime i think she's in there yeah. absolutely yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think um, she, she she definitely has one of the kind of biggest crime season t- series out there. I think with the Helen Jordan series, I think we would all agree on that one, wouldn't we? Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, have you got any other suggestions, Lauren? Um. Also, Lynn Anderson, most well known for Rona McLeod series. Yeah. Um, and Ian Rankin as well, so known for his Inspector Rebus series set in Edinburgh. Yeah, definitely. I think they're probably the kind of the sort of royalty of uh, of Scottish crime fiction pretty much na- nailed on the head there. Rosalind, have you got any others that you would kind of throw in amongst the, the kind of heavyweights? Yeah, well, uh, obviously, the Ian Rankin, the Inspector Rebus one, that I had uh, thought of, because when you think, I mean, he's, he's just about to publish his uh, 23rd Rebus novel, um, yeah. despite having a break yeah. in, in there, um, he brought him back. Um, it just shows you the popularity of the, the character. Everyone wanted Rebus back. He's Definitely. Very, very popular. Um, of course, uh, Val, Val McDermott. I was thinking also maybe someone like Quentin Jardine. Um, yeah. He has written an awful lot of books on um, Bob Skinner, um, mainly based in Edinburgh. Um, I think he's up to, he's maybe up to 
32nd book this year. Yeah, <laughs> that I think that's one of the, the big signs of some of the bit, the really big hitters is that their series they go on for a long, long time. Like you say, yeah, uh, Rebus is on, over the 20 mark, um, Jardine's over kind of 30. Over 30, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's quite prolific writing for, for there. So, if you, if you do want to get into Scottish crime writing. There's definitely a lot of material out there for you to mm-hmm. kind of get your teeth into and, and really kind of get stuck into a, a, a character. Um, you guys kind of covered most of the ones. I, I was going to kind of throw in Stuart McBride as well um, yeah. with the, the Logan McRae series as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's that's another one of the kind of other big hitters for me, I would say, for, for Scottish crime. Peter May as well. I was thinking of Peter May yeah. Um, yeah. in particular. Uh, you know, with his his book um, this year, lockdown, and it wasn't written this year, but it's been published this year. About um, it's uh, it's set during a global flu pandemic. <laughs> uh, I mean, how, how, can, how can you how can you do that? I mean, I think it was actually based on avian flu. Um, as I yeah. say, it wasn't written recently, but it's been published now, and you know, so I, I'm sure That's... it will be very popular. It's set in yeah. London, and London is under quarantine. Um, well, there you just go. like the rest maybe, of us. Maybe Peter May knew something that the rest of us didn't know. <laughs> exactly. I didn't realise that actually had yeah, that book was coming out, so that that's that's a that's a good humorous kind of one for it kind of hit the times <laughs> at the moment, um, and very topical as well. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, I think that's kind of the the very big hitters I would say. Um, for for a few that are kind of a bit less known, um, or not necessarily kind of kind of lesser authors or like that, but maybe just kind of a little bit off the beaten track. But I had a, a kind of few that I was going to put in there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favourite authors is Louise Louise Welsh, um, and not all of her novels are crime novels, but certainly a, a couple of them are. And and, I've, and I haven't actually read them all yet. Um, I've, I've kind of read her um, lovely way to burn series really, and and that which is fantastic, which isn't so much a crime series, but. Um, that I, I did manage to pick up the cutting room. Um, actually, I've got it on my shelf, and it's been on my shelf for quite a while. Um, I, I I think I actually picked this up for like a pound in Asda one day. <laughs> Other supermarkets are real, <laughs> but um, but I, I did get it, and and I managed to get it signed when she visited one of our lives at one point, which which kind of a fantastic moment for me. Um, uh, a couple of other kind of ones that I was thinking for was um, Mason Cross, who mm-hmm. is a bit like he's he's kind of he's definitely kind of getting up there with some of the kind of heavyweight ones, but yeah. he's also a little bit different because it's kind of sort of more sort of American crime kind of thing that he's kind of most well well known for, even though he is Scottish. Yeah, um, it's kind of sort of almost a bit sort of Lee, Lee Child like type sort of. Um, thrillers that he goes for um and um another one i kind of enjoyed recently was the alan parks one oh um, wow bloody january yeah i i was going to mention alan parks myself yeah oh yeah of course he visited Wishaw library in the, in the kind of not too distant past um, Actually, but the, uh, the third one um uh, bobby march will live forever i'm presuming that there are going to be 12 books in the series because the first yeah. one, as you said, it's bloody January. Um, the second one was February's son. This one is Bobby March will live forever. 
Um, I know. Well, I, I don't know if you want to, if you want to speak a bit more about Bloody January, uh, Ro. First, go ahead. No, oh, on you go, Ros. I'm, I'm happy oh. for, for you. To okay. You seemed very excited at the mention of his name, so I'm happy yeah, for it to go. Definitely. <laughs> um, they're based around the detective uh, Harry McCoy. Um, you know, he's a typical Glasgow um, police. Um, it's set set during the early seventies, so and they evoke the this the Glasgow of that time really quite well. Um, speaking as someone who's quite old, um, although I was very young at the time, <laughs> I would. <laughs> um, you know the first two books. Um, well. Bloody January is, you know, it's set during the winter time. You can just imagine it being very cold and wet and very, very dark. You know, when you think Glasgow hadn't been transformed at that time, well, it had kind of been transformed with the motorway being put through the, the city centre, but, you know, the buildings were still all dark and grimy as uh, at the time, so you can just you can picture all that. Um, he's a he's a troubled detective. It's it's quite a popular theme in in Scottish crime. Um, he has a troubled upbringing, um, and uh, had been taken into care as a as a boy. And there's hints to abuse, more than hints to abuse. Um, but he, you know, he's become this policeman, and he wants to be, he wants to look out for, you know, the the kind of small person. But at the same time, he still has, um, he still has his own troubles and uh, his connections to the criminal underworld and the the gangs of of, of Glasgow. So. But as I said, you can just picture it all being dark and everything. Strangely enough, as I said, I've started the first, uh, the third one, Bobby March Will Live Forever. It's got nothing to do with the, the time of the year. This one's actually set during the summer. Um, right. And so, it, and it's a very lovely summer, summer time where, you know, there's, it's, it's almost like a heat wave. Um, so it's a bit unusual um, that way. Um, the Bobby March it refers to as a as a, a rock star, um, Glasgow based rock star, um, and he's found in a hotel having taken an overdose, or has he? Um, but the main focus this yeah. book is about a, a young girl who's gone missing, um, but I don't know what's happened yet. Hmm. We still to find that out. Good stuff. Uh, Lauren, have you got any um, ones that you would like to throw in there for sort of maybe kind of lesser known authors that you that are worth a mention? Yeah, so I was thinking uh, Claire Askew, who is an upcoming writer based in Edinburgh. So she, um, her first book, All the Hidden Truths, was only published in two thousand and sixteen. I think so. She's still quite a new, um, new crime writer. Um, but that story is about a man who kills. Um, sort of 13 women and himself and the story is told from the perspective of um, you know, his mother, one of the victim's mothers and also the police officer in charge of the investigation. I think it's quite an interesting way to like tell the story and try and find out the reason why he did what, what he did and she deals with it in such um, you know, like 
like a really interesting way I think um, and also her second book uh, What You Pay For I've not read that but I'm really looking forward to, to reading that one and finding out what happens so um, she's also you know got a bit of a, a troubled background which I think yeah. is quite a common theme for a lot of our Scottish yeah. detectives isn't it um, her brother in this one um, kind of learn a bit more about her brother who disappeared when he was you know just young um like 14 years ago and on the on the anniversary she's um the police officer sorry helen birch she's taking part in a raid and a couple of days later her brother you know just turns up again so we'll find out if it's coincidence or not <laughs> i think just quite an interesting um quite an interesting idea and i think it's quite interesting the this you know um, the idea that they, all these characters do have a lot of flaws, don't they? And I don't know if that's what makes them so good at their job because they're ignoring all of these issues to just focus on I, I think it's one of the things you know, that makes them quite likeable as characters is because they are a bit flawed and, and, and they do have a bit of a vulnerable side even though they are quite sort of hard cops or, or things like that. And, and, and they, but they do have that kind of vulnerable side to them that the, the, the stories kind of reveal in the background and, and it does kind of make you kind of get quite attached to the to to the the kind of main characters in these books, which I think is the where the kind of the success of the genres kind of really yeah. came from. Yeah, and they also um, always have trouble with authority as well. I think you know that that always appeals to to people too. They you know they they have this um, you know they always seem to rub up against their you know their their, their superiors as it were. Um, and yeah. don't follow the rules um, the way that they, they, they should but you know at the same time they they always seem to be workaholics you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's kind of it's almost like the job kind of fully absorbs them and, and, it, and it's kind of what they kind of just think about almost 24-7 type yeah. thing and, and can yeah, and and I think again that's that's something that's quite likable about them as well because it it, it does kind of like when a sort of tragic event that they're kind of investigating happens and they, they can't kind of switch off from thinking about it. they need to kind of solve the, what happened and, and solve mm-hmm. the crime. Um, do we, do we have any kind of particular favourites that we want to kind of throw in um, to the mix as well? And is by um, uh, an author from Cobridge actually by Owen Mullen called Games People Play. Yep. Um, so this was actually really one of the first um, adult crime fiction books that I read um, when I first started working at Cobridge Library. Um, before that I hadn't really read a lot of crime fiction, partly because I'm quite squeamish, um, also because um, I'm a scaredy cat and I've lived most of my adult life in cities so I don't really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I got a copy of this book and um, it's it's the first in his crime series featuring private detective Charlie Cameron and it um, it's it's a really good story. It's about a little um, you know a little girl who goes missing on a beach in the air and you know, they're trying to uncover why and who who did it. Um, but it, it was quite an eye opener for me just to know that crime fiction is not all about the gore, and that was what really encouraged me to go and read other crime fiction books as well. So. Good, good. Um, and Rosalind, do you have any f- kind of favourites you want to mention? I've got uh, Chris Brookmeyer in Quite Ugly One Morning. That was his uh, first uh, Jack Parlebane book um, from 1996. Um, 
as I say, this first Jack Parlebane book, uh, he's an investigative journalist. It starts off, um, he gets locked out of his flat and trying to get back into his flat, he ends up in a neighbouring flat and discovers this horrendous crime scene. Um, his neighbour has been murdered, uh, pretty much mutilated. Um, and uh, well, the, the rest said about the crimes, the less said about the rest of the crime scene, probably the better. I think it's, it's one that, that has <laughs> to be read. It is dark, dark humour. Um, I mean, he's almost gleeful uh, in the misfortune of some of the, you know, the, the, the baddies, you know, particularly the hitman who had been uh, hired to kill the, the neighbour. Um, uh, what happens to him? I mean, you're laughing. You think oh, this is horrific, but it's actually it's actually really <laughs> funny at the same time. <laughs> um, uh, I, I yeah. think Chris Brookmeyer is 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 great. Um, uh, just so so funny. Um, I would rec I'd recommend yeah. his books to, to anyone. He he's he's probably one of the ones that we could have probably should have mentioned that in the heavyweight section as well. He probably falls in that category quite exactly. well as well. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a big one, and of course he, he's kind of teaming up with is it yes. his wife that he teams up uh, with for the Ambrose Parry Parry books as well. Yeah. yeah. So so there's kind of another side to to his writing as well with the Ambrose Parry as well, which kind of seems to be quite kind of popular at the moment mm -hmm. too. So you can watch out for yeah. them as well. Um, I I was going to kind of mention one weekend favourite as well. I, I I mentioned um briefly during our launch event for the Great Bookish Menu, Douglas Skelton. Um, uh, I mentioned his um, second book in his, his series featuring David McCall. I read the first one, Blood City, which again is 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 a good another good novel. And one of the things that I do like about it is that it it actually doesn't really kind of focus on the the policeman as such. It's actually kind of the sort of more the more the kind of bad guys it kind of focuses on. The, the, and and David, David McCall's um, not quite so. Um, not quite, quite so much of a nice guy, and um, and it's kind of his troubled life in the underground that you kind of get to explore with him. Um, and then the second one, which I haven't read yet, um, Crowbait, um, kind of he's um, he's been in, in in prison for a while, and he's coming back out and kind of having to kind of rediscover the the, the Glasgow underground, and there's new new people in the block and things like that, and so he's having to try to kind of. Re refind his feet a little bit in in that kind of world. Um, so I would kind of kind of put a wee mention out there for for uh, Douglas Skelton's books to have a look at as well. So, um, and um, but I think I've, we've kind of covered them quite well. Um, and uh, I'll give a kind of most of the mo not not all of them, but um, most of the authors here are on our Bora Box service. Um, and um, you will be able to kind of get access to some of them in both e-audio and e-books um, through our BorrowBox service. If you want to find out more about BorrowBox, go to our website www.culturenl.co.uk and in the e-library section there you'll find all you need to know about BorrowBox. Um, but uh, I think that's kind of I was kind of covered the topic quite well. Unfortunately, we do seem to have lost Rosalind just at the end of this recording. But she, I'm pretty sure she said everything she would have liked to have said in terms of the novels and things. Um, and so I'll just kind of say a wee quick but goodbye from me. 
Um, I'll say goodbye on Rosalind's behalf since she can't do it personally. And Lauren, do you want to give our listeners a little goodbye as well? And do watch out for future episodes coming to the podcast soon as well. I hope you've enjoyed this one and we'll see you all again soon. Bye, Bye. guys. Oh, yeah. that was just appeared <laughs> from the end there. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So, bye guys, and hope you have a fantastic time and enjoy listening to this podcast. Bye for now, guys. <laughs>